Hello, welcome back. Happy summer. Um, I'm actually so excited for this episode. I have so much I want to talk about. Um, but today I'm going to be talking a little bit about mind, body, and soul um, in all aspects of your life and with type 1. I kind of just had like a bunch of ideas clumped together that I knew I wanted to talk about, um, but I wasn't really sure how to group them and like how to put it into a podcast like that was good for conversation. So we're just going to go with mind, body, soul. I think I think we'll be able to work it out, but yeah, that's what we're going with. Um, but before I begin, I just wanted to give a little life update and talk about some highs and lows this past month, because I think it's been about a month since I've posted a podcast. Um, and I've been listening to this one podcast called Girls with Goals, and before every time they speak they always give a little life update and highs and lows and I was like oh my gosh that's really cute so (laughs) I I'm copying that's what I'm doing now so little life update and um highs and lows so life update I am moved back to Texas I moved back about two weeks ago um for my junior year of college I'm so excited it's so good to be back I missed my friends um I missed Texas I will say it's really hot here though it's probably over a hundred every single day with the humidity. I do not dare go outside for more than five minutes until the sun sets. Um, but yeah, I'm loving it. It's good to be back. I'm actually really excited for school to start. So yeah, I'm happy to be back, um, in Texas. And then another really awesome thing. Um, this is probably one of my highs of the week. I got my nursing bundle, which is awesome. Um, A nursing bundle is like your schedule for the year, basically, or for the semester. Um, And it is so good. I love it so much. I really lucked out. There are some really crazy bundles where you have to go to school basically from like 8 a.m. to like 3 or 4 p.m. without any breaks, which doesn't sound that bad. But you have to like bring your lunch and like it's college classes. That means like tests are back to back. I was so worried I was going to get one of those. But I actually got a really cool bundle. I only go to school three days a week. All super doable. I have a four day weekend every weekend. So lots of time to study and hang out. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, I got a really cool bundle. And I've actually already met two girls who are in my bundle with me. Which is kind of crazy because bundles are pretty small. It's like your cohort. Um... And I think mine is like eight people. I have a really small bundle. So it's kind of cool that I already met two awesome girls. So I'm super excited. But yeah, those are my highs. And what else? Oh, I have another little life update slash high. So I've been working really hard on trying to move my sights around with my type one, Um, whether that be my sensor or my Omnipod. I'm pretty set in my ways. I know where I like my pumps. I know where I like my sensors. I don't really switch it up. I obviously um, rotate for scar tissue, but other than that, I really just stick to my spots. Um, But I've been trying to get some courage. I've been following some type 1 girls on TikTok, and I've been seeing all these crazy sites. And obviously, the more sites you find, the more time you allow your other sites to heal with scar tissue. Um, So it's just better long-term. I'm like, okay, you know what, Allie, like you need to start finding some new sites, especially for my sensor. I only put my sensor on my legs um, and sometimes like occasionally on my stomach. I don't really like my devices on my stomach that much, but yeah, I was like, okay, Allie, we cannot put your devices on your legs 
all the time. That's just not going to work. So, um, I decided yesterday that I was going to put my sensor on my forearm and I was kind of nervous. Um, obviously your forearm isn't all that fatty. So I was, I was nervous. I was watching videos of other girls doing it and I was like, okay, if they can do it. I can do it. It's going to be fine. Um, and I've been trying to for weeks. I'll like sit there with my sensor, like hovering over my forearm and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I psych myself out and I chicken out and I just end up doing it on my leg again. So I did it yesterday. I actually filmed myself. Maybe I'll post that on my, um, type one Instagram. But I filmed myself doing it because I knew if I had a camera on me, I was going to have to force myself to do it. So I did it and it worked out so well. My blood sugars are reading so good. It did not even hurt. It's so out of the way. So I highly recommend forearm sites. Maybe I'll post that so you guys can see. But um, it was pretty cool. And then with my pump, I am starting to lose a lot of my sites and I need to find some more. So usually with my pump, I like to do my upper arms um, and like my lower, lower back. Where else do I like it? I like it on my, it works on my stomach. I just don't like love having it there, if you know what I mean. Um, But yeah, that's about it. They used to work on my legs, which was awesome. And now they don't really anymore. I've been lifting a lot and running a lot more and they just keep getting infected. I think I keep hitting a muscle and it's just not really working out. So then I started doing it on my arms a little more. Um, and I've again, been lifting a lot more, which is awesome. And they're getting more toned, which is awesome. But I literally don't have sights anymore. I'll put it on and it'll last for like maybe 12 hours before it starts getting kind of infected and hurting. Um, so I need to find some more sights. So I decided to do more of my upper back for a sight, which is kind of scary, but out of the way. And I can definitely grab a little more like fatty tissue up there. So I braved it. I did it. I've been loving it. My numbers have been loving it. So little PSA to my type one girls and guys. Um, if you've been thinking about changing up your sights, this is your sign. Do your forearm. I love it. So yeah, that's kind of my little high of the week and life update. Um, and then for lows, this is another type one low, but, um, my blood sugars have been so low at night and I don't know what's going on. I just got back from my endo appointment actually two weeks ago, right before I came and my A1C is great. Everything was looking great. We were just making like a few tweaks to my, um, background insulin just to like really dial in those numbers. And, for some reason, I keep waking up and I'm getting so low and I don't know what it is. And I don't, I kind of want to give it a chance because I've only been in Texas for like a couple weeks and I don't know if it's the heat or if my body's like still adjusting um, or if I just need to establish like more of a routine. But I've been going so low and not just like, oh, I'm 70, but then it goes back up. No, it's like, low 50s at like two in the morning they've been like some scary lows so I actually did adjust my basal rate a couple days ago and it's been working a lot better which is nice um but yeah so that was kind of annoying you know because you're like working out and you're feeling good and then you have to wake up at 2 a.m and like 
drink all this like juice and have all this sugar and you're like okay that doesn't make me feel good so hopefully I get all the tweaks worked out we're almost there but it's all part of it but anyways I want to get into the episode mind body soul in all aspects of life um I want to talk about this with my type one and then also just in general so two little different perspectives for both my listeners I'm excited so first I want to talk about the mind. Um, with type one, I think meeting others who share your same struggles or have an, oh my gosh, (laughs) words, um, or have a special appreciation for your struggles, um, is so important. And also just realizing that you're never going to be perfect. You know, your numbers are never going to be perfect. That's not on you. No one is the perfect type 1 diabetic. Um, like like I was just saying, my, I've been having so many lows at night and it sucks. But like you have to remind yourself like, hey, no one's perfect. This is all part of it. We're going to get through it. Um, even with my arm site that I did yesterday with my sensor, um, I, I really should post that video. Maybe I will. But I was freaking out and I'm 20 years old I've had type 1 for 16 years and I was freaking out about this little arm sight with my sensor it I don't know and it's it's okay it's okay to have hard days um even changing any site actually I still flinch every single time I like cringe every time the needle goes in and like my friends will watch me change my pump sometimes and they're like oh my gosh are you okay and I'm like yeah I don't know it's just it's just habit. That's just like how I am. Um, not that it's hard, like obviously to my newly diagnosed people, it gets so much easier, but you know, just like those little habits, like it's okay. You don't have to be perfect. So I think that's a big type one thing to keep in mind. Um, and then also, like I was saying, just meeting others who share your same struggles or appreciate your struggles is just, um, so relieving and, I don't know. It gives you so much clarity. It's, it's nice. Cause there's not a big population of type one people. You know, what are we like 5% of all diabetics in the world are type one? Like that's, that's not a big population. So being able to find those people that you connect with, I think is so important. Um, I actually have a little story to touch on that. Um, so in Reno, I work out in, or at Orange Theory, which I think I've talked about a little bit. But then in Texas, I work out at a place called BMF. It's called Body Machine Fitness. Um, And yeah, and I have two little type one stories from both of those places. So with Orange Theory, I was working out this summer with my mom. Actually, my mom wasn't there this time. I usually work out with my mom. I went alone this time though. And I was at Orange Theory running on the treadmill I always go in with my little gummies just in case I go low. My insulin's always turned off. Um, And we were doing a really hard, like, treadmill distance run. And I got through the first half of it, and it was fine. Like, I could feel my blood sugar dropping, but I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm going to push through. We're almost done. And then the second half of it, I really started tanking. I was um, starting to hit, you know, like, the 70s, high 60s. And I was like, okay. There's only like a couple minutes left. I'm just going to keep going. Guys, if you're listening, like do not do this. (laughs) This is so bad. You should, if your number goes low, just stop and drink your juice. But I was, I don't know. I was in a mood. I was like, I'm going to do this. So I did it. I finished the run. It went great. I get off the treadmill. We're going to the rowers. And 
it hits me all at once. I'm like, oh wow, I'm really low. I like was shaking really bad. I was starting to feel kind of sick. I was like, shoot. So I have a pack of my gummies. And at this point, I think I'm in like the low 60 range. Um, So I have a pack of gummies and I'm kind of just sitting on the rower and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait till it stops dropping. And I had my sensor on so I could like see my blood sugar, which way it was going. So I just kind of sat on the rower and ate my gummies, minded my own business. Um, And after a few minutes, it stabilized. And I was like, okay, it's probably going up by now. I'm going to start rowing. So I started rowing. And sure enough, like five minutes later, it's alerting me again that my blood sugar is tanking and now I'm about to hit the 50s. And I'm like, okay, Allie, like take a breath. Like this is not do or die. You can rest a little bit. So I got off and I went and sat down and had some more gummies. And I literally, it was so depressing. I couldn't finish the rest of the workout. I was so upset. I wanted, we were on the floor at this point and I wanted to do my little weightlifting set. And um, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> so... Anyways, I was like, okay, whatever. So I was just sitting there kind of watching, doing my own thing, hoping my number would come up. And the coach came over and she was like, hey, are you okay? Um, she was aware I had type one. My pumps were on my arms. So you you could tell. And she's like, hey, I know you have type one. I have more gummies in my purse if you need some. And I was like, no, I'm okay. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And she sat with me the rest of the class and we just started talking and she was telling me a story about this um, person in her gym that she saw who had type 1 who was lifting and eventually started kind of like hyperventilating and started like falling to the ground and she was like oh my gosh are you okay what's going on Um, this person was completely unconscious Um, no one really knew that he had type 1 and she eventually like found his bag tried to give him his sugar And he ended up being okay, but anyway, she told me it was, like, so horrific and so scary that now she never leaves the house without gummies in her bag in case she encounters a diabetic, which I think is so cool. Like, I mean, not the experience. That's really scary and awful, but... And he ended up being okay. I don't know if I mentioned that. He's totally okay. Um, But I just think that's so cool. Like, just kind of a small world. Like, my coach is super familiar with type 1, and she carries around gummies for type 1s. I just thought that was... A really cool connection so that was really cool and then at bmf the other day i think this past friday like literally a few days ago um i was waiting to go in and i saw this girl also waiting to go in and she had a sensor on her arm and i was like oh my gosh i went up to her and i was like hey are you a type one and she was like i am and i kind of gave her a little glimpse of my dexcom g6 sensor and i was like hey me too she was like, oh my gosh, no way. So it was really cool getting to talk to her um, about type 1. And we we're talking about how like this workout affects our type 1 and what we do to keep our blood sugars up. Um, and the more we got talking, we actually found out that she's a nurse and I'm in nursing school, which is really cool. And she's at the hospital I actually am really interested in working at, which is really cool. Um, and I don't know, it was just a cool connection. She works, um, as an endocrine nurse, which is like what I'm really looking into. So I just thought it was really cool to like actually see a fellow type one doing what they love in nursing, doing endocrinology. Um, it was really special. So yeah, that was a really cool connection. Um, okay. So 
Now, flipping away from type one, talking about mind in general, I think the biggest thing for me personally is um, keeping a good workout schedule or even just taking hot girl walks, um, doing things that I'm passionate about or going and getting that coffee. Like that's something I've actually really noticed um, throughout college that is so good for me and it sounds so silly, but like I need to get my little weekly coffee. Like if I'm going to have a big exam the next day, I'm going to go get a coffee the day before, sit down and grind. And I swear that coffee is like the key to something. I don't know what it is. It gives me more motivation, makes me happy. Like you just got to do what makes you happy, you know, whether that's like getting a coffee or going on a walk. Um, My workout schedule, I talk about it every single episode, but working out is so important. Um, Just getting moving, even if it's not a workout, like go on a walk at night or do some yoga literally just like moving your body doing what makes you happy um I think for me has been so great for my mind in college so that's kind of what I've been doing um and then also pursuing your passions and having passions that you can pursue um no matter where you really are I know with riding horses, that's been a really tough one for me. Um, I came straight out of high school, kind of, you know, ready to get on a college riding team, go D1. I was so set. I was so ready. Um, and then before college started up, I kind of had to make the decision of like, okay, do I want to be a nursing student or do I want to ride and do something else? And that was a big decision for me. Um, And I chose nursing and I would never go back. But I'd be lying if I said that not having as much of a riding schedule as I did in high school um, is easy. It's not not easy. I I miss it. I lived for it. That was my life in high school. And I'd never change that for the world either. Um, But yeah, freshman year, I mean, I, I don't think I rode at all. Like maybe a couple times when I went home. But I didn't ride and that was tough and that hurt and sophomore year I introduced it a little bit more not really though because I was just kind of trying to finish my nursing prereqs um so this year I've been really working on trying to figure out a schedule to where I can ride more and I think it is a little more realistic with um my three day a week school schedule which is awesome so yeah just doing things you're passionate about um I'm also oh my gosh words I'm also passionate about um, music. I love songwriting. I brought my ukulele here to college, which is a super easy thing to do. It just sits next to my bed and I can whip it out whenever and songwrite. So, or reading. I love reading. Like doing things that are good for your mind, um, your passions, always keeping your passions in mind. So that's my little thing for mind in college and with type one. So next is body. And I'm going to start with in general because with type 1, I have a lot to talk about. (laughs) But in general, like I said, moving your body, I'm not going to get into it much more because I know I really just got into it. Um, But moving your body is so important. It doesn't have to be a workout. It can literally be anything. Like doing it in different ways, I think is so important. I think walking is really overlooked. I think walking is a great way to move your body. Stretching, that counts as moving your body. Um... I know Pilates is really taking off right now. I'm seeing it all over TikTok. Like, girls are all over Pilates. So, if anyone wants to do Pilates with me, I I am down. I've never done it. It looks really tough, but it looks fun. Just, you know, but, like, finding those different ways um, to move your body. 
is good for your body. So yeah, that's my little take on body in college. Um, but with type one, I kind of have a lot to talk about here, um, but I'm going to try to keep it as short as I can. But I want to talk about the science behind an A1C and diet culture and figuring out a routine that works well for you. Um, but I also do want to say that at the end of the day, I really do believe that with food and with your body and everything, it's everything in moderation. I don't really believe in diet culture or any of that stuff. So I will say that before I get into everything. But yeah, I believe everything in moderation. But also side note, um, with type 1 diabetes, I want to remind everyone that no one is on a diet. You can eat anything you want as a type 1 diabetic as long as you give insulin. Um, So I just want to put that out there as a little reminder. So also before I begin, (laughs) one last thing. Um, I want to stress that I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a nurse yet. I'm not a certified diabetes educator. Um, This is all just based off of research I've done and just living with the disease for 16 years. Um, So before I talk about food and diet, I kind of wanted to talk about what an A1C actually is. So an A1C, also known as your hemoglobin A1C, represents how much hemoglobin is glycosylated in your blood. I know these are really big science words, just (laughs) hang with me, I promise it'll make sense. Um, But type 1 or not, everyone has this. And hemoglobin in our bodies is an oxygen trap. So when we breathe, the oxygen we breathe goes into red blood cells and into hemoglobin. And eventually the hemoglobin will let all of that oxygen out, which provides our tissues with oxygen. Okay, so now with A1C, I like to think of hemoglobin as also being a sort of spider web. I really hope that makes sense, but it makes sense in my mind. Um, It's sticky is what I'm trying to say. So when glucose goes through our blood, some of it can attach to the hemoglobin, like a little spider web and flies, if that makes sense. So when that happens, it glycosylates and that's where an A1C measurement comes from. So sorry, I know that was a lot of science, but this is where you guys might get interested. (laughs) So with The keto diet in particular, I know that's a really big one that's going around in our world right now, so this is the diet I decided to latch on to, but scientifically, at least with my research, again, I'm not a doctor, but I, especially with type 1, I don't think it is that good for you. I honestly believe in general that restricting diets aren't that great because when you restrict something, usually you're uptaking something else that really isn't a normal amount that like the body is used to if that makes sense but um that's a whole different story so with keto especially keeping type 1 in mind you're eating high fat and low carb foods and believe it or not I've experienced this firsthand it can make you more insulin resistant in the long run why So when you take carbs out of your diet and your fat and protein intake um, to the amount that you do with keto, your blood sugars obviously will lower in the short term, which is awesome for a quick fix. Um, But in the long term, you're actually creating insulin resistance because the second you introduce a carb to your body, your glucose is going to spike. And with all that fat and protein in your blood, it's going to be really really hard um 
to get your blood sugars back down. So you also have to remember that when you're eating high fat and high protein foods, um, and this is actually something that the Mastering Diabetes podcast touched on, your liver and tissues will accumulate more saturated fats over time, which will cause issues in the future such as high cholesterol, heart disease, etc. So yeah, I mean, I guess thinking about it like in the long, long term, if you truly like are never going to have a carb ever again, I guess it would make sense. Um, and I know it works for some people and that's great, but just like as a type one diabetic, trying to do as much research as you can and like, you know, figuring out what's good for my body. Um, that's just kind of something I found and have researched on. So again, I'm just a college girl. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, but that's my little hot take. And, um, I wish I could delve more into diet culture and body image actually. Um, maybe I'll do an episode. Yeah. Maybe I'll do an episode on that next, but anyways, yeah, I don't want to run out of time. So we're not going to talk about it now, but maybe I'll do that next episode. Um, so yeah, that's my little take on body. And then finally soul. I think, um, when talking about soul, I kind of have the same perspective for both type one and just in general as a college student. Um, and this one's going to get a little bit religious. So if you're not into that, you can skip ahead. Um, but I am a big believer that if God is going to make you like Jesus, he is going to take you through everything Jesus went through. He's more interested in your character than your comfort. Jesus was betrayed. He was tempted. He was hurt. So when those things happen to me, I have to remind myself that everything that happens in life has a purpose. And, um, that's honestly the mindset that I have. And that's how I've gotten through my hardest days. Um, I think even if it's not Jesus that you believe in, believing in some greater good, whether that's manifesting or believing that everything happens for a reason, or it's the universe, um, you have to be able to believe in some greater good, some greater path when things get tough because some things are just unexplained. And um, yeah, that's kind of how I've gotten through my tough days. Um, I mean, like, for example, like with type one, I would be lying if I said that there weren't days where I, you know, looked up and I was like, oh my gosh, like, why do I have type one? what is the purpose of this? Like, there cannot truly be, like, a greater purpose for me having type 1. Like, why me? And I think everyone with any chronic disease or anything in life, honestly, has had that same experience. Like, why is this happening? And I'm not saying I was destined to have type 1 or become a nurse and help people and this was my destiny. No. Heck no. This was not my destiny. Chronic illness is no one's destiny. Um, But... What I'm trying to say is I think sometimes bad things happen to good people and the greater good comes in when it's time to fight your battles and that's when you're not alone and that's when you get your strength and that's when you can even witness some little miracles even. Um, Even deeper than that, speaking about miracles, I almost um, lost my brother going into high school. I was, I think, seventh or eighth grade. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I'll just touch on it briefly. But um, my brother was nine years old at the time, and he was going into surgery for an appendectomy, removing his appendix. 
and the surgery failed. There were some complications, um, but we weren't made aware of the complications. It was just kind of a really bad situation. Um, and they sent us home and he actually became septic and went into a coma for, I don't even remember how long it was. I think it was about six weeks. Does that sound right? I think it was about six weeks. Um, and he was on life support and all sorts of machines and he wasn't supposed to make it through and nine surgeries later and care flights and all sorts of crazy experiences. Um, he pulled through and he's a little miracle boy and he's doing good. He is looking at colleges right now. I mean, it's crazy. I thank God every day that like he's still here. I still think about it every day. Um, but I'm, I'm explaining this story because I want to mention, like, it was not his destiny to get sick. It was not part of my destiny that it led me into medicine. Like, this, was, this wasn't, like, some greater good making this happen. Um, like I said, I think bad things happen to good people sometimes. And that's where we become stronger. Not because it's our destiny, but because we're stronger than the things that try to tell us that life is anything but beautiful. If that makes any sense. Um... And sometimes we're lucky enough to witness miracles, like my brother. He's truly the biggest blessing, and I really do think about it every day. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> um, and also, on a less deep note, um, when it comes to soul, I think doing things for your soul um, that make you happy, such as with passions and people, are um, really big and really important. Um, what you do to make you happy and who you hang out with to make you happy, I think are two really huge things. Um, starting with people, I've touched a little bit on something like this in a couple episodes. Um, but I think it's a big deal understanding the difference between how you feel about someone versus how someone makes you feel. Because, you know, I could feel feel super great about someone. I can think they're the greatest. I can think that everyone else thinks they're the greatest. I can think they're so cool and, you know, I really want to hang out with them and they're wonderful and they're these great people. But on the flip side, they might make me feel really bad about myself. They might not treat me respectfully. They might not treat me the way I should be treated. They might belittle me, you know, like, there's a big difference between how you feel about someone versus how someone else makes you feel. And I think keeping that in mind, especially in college when you're dealing with all these different cliques and groups and trying to find your way, um, that's just always been a big thing I've kept in mind and has kind of really helped me navigate. So yeah. And then as for passions, I've already talked about passions in this podcast. Um, and I've explained my writing story a little bit, but I think um, you have to do your passions no matter what stage in life you're at um, because they make you happy and it's important not to let those things go. Um, I've obviously kept music in my life. That's a big passion of mine. Um, And writing slipped a little bit freshman year. Not that I wanted it to or not that I tried to push it away, but I was just so focused on college as it should be. Um, But I think it's wonderful that I'm starting to try to incorporate that back a little bit into my life even though it might not be the same scale that it was in high school um just you know being able to have horses in my life and you know do the things that make me happy whether that's just riding once or twice a week or going out to the barn and hanging out and helping out um 
yeah, just really, you know, tapping into those passions because I think it's important for your mind, body, soul, just as much as um, college is important for, you know, furthering your career path. So yeah, that's kind of everything. I hope that all made sense. I had so much to get out and I'm like, okay, mind, body, soul. That's, <laughs> that's what we're going to group these into. So I hope that made sense. Um, but yeah, that's about all I have for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and I have my Buzzsprout pulled up right now and I can see my listeners. If you're listening from the US, Germany, United Kingdom, Canada, Brazil, Kenya, or Spain, hello, I see you. That is so awesome. Um, we are all in this crazy type one journey together and I wish you all nothing but the best. So Thank you for listening, and as always, for more info on all things this podcast or Type 1, you can visit typicaltype1.org or typicaltype1 on Instagram. Thanks.